House Resolution 24 in the House of Representatives, United States, January 13, 2021. Resolved that Donald John Trump, President of the United States, is impeached for high crimes and misdemeanors, and that the following articles of impeachment be exhibited to the United States Senate. Article of impeachment exhibited by the House of Representatives of the United States of America in the name of itself and of the people of the United States of America against Donald John Trump, President of the United States of America, in maintenance and support of its impeachment against him for high crimes and misdemeanors. Article 1, incitement of insurrection. The Constitution provides that the House of Representatives shall have the sole power of impeachment and the President shall be removed from office on impeachment for and conviction of treason, bribery, or other high crimes and misdemeanors. Further, Section 3 of the 14th Amendment of the, to the Constitution prohibits any person who has, quote, engaged in insurrection or rebellion against the United States from holding any office under the United States, unquote. In his conduct while President of the United States and in violation of his constitutional oath faithfully to execute the office of the President of the United States and to the best of his ability preserve, protect, and defend the Constitution of the United States and in violation of his constitutional duty to take care that the laws be faithfully executed, Donald John Trump engaged in high crimes and misdemeanors by inciting violence against the government of the United States in that on January 6, 2021, pursuant to the 12th Amendment to the Constitution of the United States, the Vice President of the United States, the House of Representatives, and the Senate met at the United States Capitol for a joint session of Congress to count the votes of the Electoral College. In the months preceding the joint session, President Trump repeatedly issued false statements asserting that the presidential election results were the product of widespread fraud and should not be accepted by the American people or certified by state or federal officials. Shortly before the joint session commenced, President Trump addressed a crowd at the Ellipse in Washington, D.C. There, he reiterated false claims that we won this election and we won it by a landslide. He also willfully made statements that in context encouraged and foreseeably resulted in lawless action at the Capitol, such as, if you don't fight like hell, you're not going to have a country anymore. Thus incited by President Trump, members of the crowd he'd addressed in an attempt to, among other objectives, interfere with the joint session's solemn constitutional duty to certify the results of the 2020 presidential election unlawfully breached and vandalized the Capitol, injured and killed law enforcement personnel, menaced members of Congress, the vice president, and congressional personnel and engaged in other violent, deadly, destructive, and seditious acts. President Trump's conduct on January 6, 2021, followed his prior efforts to subvert and obstruct the certification of the results of the 2020 presidential election. Those prior efforts included a phone call on January 2, 2021, during which President Trump urged the Secretary of State of Georgia, Brad Raffensperger, to, quote, find enough votes to overturn the Georgia presidential election results and threaten Secretary Raffensperger if he failed to do so. In all this, President Trump greatly endangered the security of the United States and its institutions of government. He threatened the integrity of the democratic system, interfered with the peaceful transition of power, 
and imperiled the co-equal branch of government. He thereby betrayed his trust as president to the manifest injury of the people of the United States. Wherefore, Donald John Trump, by such conduct, has demonstrated that he will remain a threat to national security, democracy, and the Constitution if allowed to remain in office, and has acted in a manner grossly incompatible with self-governance and the rule of law. Donald John Trump thus warrants impeachment and trial, removal from office, and disqualification to hold and enjoy any office of honor, trust, or profit under the United States. Nancy Pelosi, Speaker of the House of Representatives. Mr. President, that completes the exhibition of the article of impeachment against Donald John Trump. President of the United States, the managers request that the Senate take order for the trial. The managers now request leave to withdraw. Thank you, Mr. Raskin. And the Senate will duly notify the House of Representatives who is ready to proceed with the trial. Thank you. It's a short process, but a necessary one as the wheels of the mechanism of the impeachment of a president uh, go forward. In this case, uh, the indictment, if you will, the, the article of impeachment brought from the House of Representatives to the Senate, where a trial will begin for not the president, but the ex-president of the United States, uh, Donald Trump, for inciting the protesters who stormed the Capitol back on January 6th. Uh, Casey Hunt still with us here. So, Casey, again... Um, this is the first step in the process, first step of the trial. Where does this go? The first and foremal step, and another difference from this one, Lester, of course, you could see all the senators sitting there at their desks with masks. It's been rare to see that many senators on the floor during this pandemic. But the next step, of course, is going to be the trial itself, each side preparing prosecution and a defense, laying out evidence, talking to witnesses if they want to. And then the big question is going to be, what are Republicans going to do? 17 of them would need to side with all 50 Democrats in the chamber to convict Donald Trump and bar him from office again. That is a high bar to meet, Lester. A great process, one we likely didn't expect to see in so quickly after the last one, almost exactly a year ago. We're going to rejoin regular programming now. For some of you, that means NBC Nightly News. I'm Lester Holt, NBC News, New York. Good evening. Well, you have been watching, as you just saw, that NBC News special report with Lester Holt, and we want to welcome you back now to the NBC4 News at 4 o'clock. And no. we return to our top story, the weather. I want to give you a look right now at Storm Ranger 4 in Rialto. It's tracking just how much snow, hail, and rain is falling and where. Meteorologist Melissa McGee joins us now with a closer look at your first alert forecast. Melissa. And Carolyn, we've seen it all on a Monday, right? We had that high elevation snow, even some lower elevation snow as well. So looking at the first alert radar network, you can see we've got the snow showers to our north, even some pockets of heavy rainfall to the south and east of Los Angeles. Storm Ranger 4 is in Rialto, tracking those storms as well for us. And there is a cluster of activity just to the south of that region for the Orange County, Riverside County border here. Radar picking up either some grapple or some snow that we're dealing with. Pockets of heavy rain there in Lake Elsinore. And in, then we have that snowfall as well for Big Bear. 
great day for skiers on the slopes today. Same thing for Lake Arrowhead over into Crestline and Running Springs. So we'll talk about the snowfall we've picked up so far. With the system, we mentioned how this was a cold core system, and there would be some snowfall across the region, significant in spots, more than a foot for Running Springs. Same thing for Big Bear, Lake Arrowhead so far, 13 inches. Then you go down to the lower elevations, Fraser Park, 1.3, anywhere from 1 to 3 inches of snow, and Apple Valley, about an inch of snow as well. So the winter storm warning stays up until 10 o'clock tonight from the Tejon Pass all the way down to areas in Idlewild. We're dealing with icy roads and some gusty winds. So we'll talk about what we can expect for the rest of the evening. For the rest of tonight, the main impact will be in some spots, that lower elevation snow, as we're seeing. Avoid travel on the mountains, even the canyons and passes we saw earlier today. The grapevine was closed for a good portion of the day. We're dealing with strong winds for the rest of tonight, and that rain will taper during the overnight hours. Right now, we're looking at these numbers. Certainly a cold day, 49 in West Covina, 54 in Los Angeles, 48 in Thousand Oaks, and 51 degrees there in Oxnard. So satellite and radar showing you we're tracking this cold core storm working its way into our region, and eventually it will press out. But I'll widen out the picture here because we're tracking another area of low pressure that ramps up as we get into the middle and latter half of this week. We'll time out that precip for you. Future cast showing you for the rest of tonight. Still dealing with some snow showers along the Tejon Pass, even up through the Grapevine, so some tricky travel there. Same thing for Big Bear, even for the mountains there in Riverside County. We will get a break, a bit of a reprieve as we get into Tuesday. Lots of sunshine overhead. It will still be a fairly cool afternoon. But then we're tracking that area of low pressure that moves in as we get into late Wednesday and into Thursday. We've been watching this system, and it does look like it stalls or gets caught up to the north and west of our region as we get into Wednesday. So a lot of the moisture, the leading edge, still to the west of Los Angeles through Ventura County, and it slowly works its way down to the south and east as we get into the latter half of this week. So four things to watch later this week. The early call looking at storm number three on the way. The bulk of that rain does arrive late Thursday and into Friday. From start to finish, from the coast all the way up to the deserts, we're calling for anywhere from an inch and a half to four inches of rain. This could lead to some ponding on the roads, down trees, and because we're going to be dealing with highly saturated ground, debris flow from any of the recent burn scars or burn areas is a big concern. We'll keep you posted with that. Here's your first alert 7 forecast for the L.A. Basin and Lynn Orange County tomorrow. It's a nice day, 58 degrees, lots of sunshine, same thing for the coast. Wednesday, we're tracking a chance of rain. I think we have a better shot as we get into Thursday and Friday. A soaking will be on the way, then temperatures back in the 60s as we head into the weekend. So the days to watch for the valleys in the Inland Empire will be late Wednesday night, really Thursday into Friday. For the high desert, leftover snow shower, low desert, and at 58 degrees tomorrow, then we're tracking more wet weather, significant rain, and snowfall on the way. Again, we talked about one to two feet of snow across the higher terrain. So in the mountains, 28 degrees tomorrow, 36 on Wednesday, 42 on Thursday, with those snow showers developing, and it looks to be significant. Once again, a lot going on over the next seven days. We'll keep you posted on what happens. We'll send it back over your way. All right, we'll see you again shortly, Melissa. And turning now to the coronavirus, Governor Newsom announced the state's stay-at-home order is now lifted. That means gyms, hair, and nail salons can reopen with modification, as well as restaurants for outdoor dining. Counties now can return to the state's tiered reopening plan, but stricter regulations will be up to the counties themselves. For instance, restaurants will not reopen until Friday in L.A. County. Hospitalizations are trending down in the last couple of weeks in the county, but in the seven weeks 
since the stay-at-home order was issued, we are still seeing thousands of new cases every day. So we know what the state is allowing, but let's take a closer look at what's in store for hard-hit L.A. County. NBC4's Patrick Healy has those details. Not since Thanksgiving have Angelinos been able to do anything more at a restaurant than pick up takeout, not even dine their outdoors, nor go into a personal care salon, nor visit a family entertainment center. Now with the state suddenly dropping the regional stay-home order, L.A. County officials this afternoon said, yes, let's go for it. The restaurants will have to wait till Friday for a new county health order. Los Angeles County will essentially align with the state by the end of the week. COVID spread and the number of hospitalized COVID patients have dropped significantly the past two weeks, leading officials to project that the crowded conditions in hospitals will ease up, that available ICU capacity will rise above the 15% threshold for the regional orders enacted early December. We are in a position projecting four weeks forward with a significant decline in the case rates, positivity rates. We are anticipating decline, still more decline in hospitalizations and more declines in ICUs, and that's why we're lifting that stay-at-home order effective immediately today. Governor Newsom bristled when asked if, in the face of a recall effort and pressure to let restaurants reopen, his motive is political. And it's just complete, utter nonsense. So let's just dispense with that fundamental, foundationally nonsense. So that's number one. What the decisions mean is a return to rules under the color-coded county-by-county system enacted at the end of August. Purple being the most severe. Returning there are 54 of the state's 58 counties, including all of Southern California. Capacity limited even for reopening activities. For example, outdoor dining limited to 50%. We are not in the clear. We're still in the purple tier. We feel confident uh, that the restrictions that are in place will help us continue recovery, but only if everyone adheres to the restrictions that are in place. Even with the decline in hospitalizations, hospitals across the county are caring for more COVID patients today than they were at earlier phases of the pandemic, and it still is a cause for concern across hospitals. Officials did say there will be follow-up to emphasize precaution-taking at those businesses that are reopening. And a couple of significant developments regarding vaccination today. Uh, Governor Newsom said L.A. and San Diego counties are uh, rolling out the first locations for the state. The state's new online app for making appointments and getting notifications about vaccination. It's called My Turn. It's going to be integrated into the VaccinateLACounty.com site so you don't have to go to it separately. And the governor also indicated that following up on that move, moving up the eligibility of seniors 65 plus, there will be more changes in the priority hierarchy that will further emphasize relying on age as a significant factor. The details on that are supposed to be coming out tomorrow. For now, reporting live, Patrick Healy, NBC4 News. Chuck and Carolyn. All right, Patrick, thank you. And we know the vaccine rollout can be confusing, so we've streamlined the information for you on our website, NBCLA.com, as well as on the NBCLA app. You'll find an interactive tool there to help you figure out your place in line. Just search vaccines. Coming right up, new information on those gorillas here in Southern California, you know, the ones who were diagnosed with COVID. We'll update you on their condition, and it's, uh, it's something I can't even, even wrap my head around. A family devastated. We're hearing from the man who lost his brother, sister-in-law, and niece in an instant when Kobe Bryant's helicopter crashed. When disaster strikes to one, we all get together 
support each other. That's the nature of humanity. It has encouraged other people to take the time for each other. Still your best friend, and now your co-pilot. Still the workday, just the night shift. Still home sweet home, just more mobile. Still hard work, just a little easier. The Chevy Silverado, making life's journey just better. Current competitive owners with an eligible GM credit card can get 67.50 total value on this 2021 Silverado. Find new roads at your local Chevy dealer. I'm Morgan, and there's more to me than HIV. More love, more adventure, more community. But with my HIV treatment, there's not more medicines in my pill. I talked to my doctor and switched to fewer medicines with Devado. Prescription Devado is for some adults who are starting HIV-1 treatment or replacing their current HIV-1 regimen. With just two medicines and one pill, Devado is as effective as a three-drug regimen to help you reach and stay undetectable. Research shows people